Hello everybody and welcome back to I Hate the IWC, a brand new wrestling podcast. Now this is technically the first episode, I did upload a little trailer for the podcast yesterday, if you haven't already seen it, it was just under a couple of minutes, basically outlining what the show's going to be, but in case you haven't seen it, I'll just explain it now anyway. This podcast is going to look at big stories in wrestling. Most of them will be things that are going on in the modern day, such as Vince leaving WWE and what that means and the whole rise and possibly stagnation of AEW and where they're going to go. Will they ever take over WWE? Will they even stick around? You know, all these sorts of controversies, Sasha Banks and Naomi leaving, will they come back? Will Triple H bring certain people back? Should he try and recreate NXT on the main roster? Things that basically the IWC, the internet wrestling community, argue over, you know, things that make everybody seem so tribal, this idea now that you're not allowed to like WWE and AEW, you have to pick a side, basically things that just massively turn me off from wrestling because everybody has such strong opinions and completely dismantles you if you disagree. My idea is I'm going to try and look at some of these things that everybody keeps arguing over, break them down, look at both sides of them, look at pros, look at cons, and then at the end of the podcast I'll give my opinion, but really my opinions are relevant. The idea is that you can just form your own opinions and you don't have to be told by everybody exactly what to think. So for example, this episode we're talking about should AEW do a brand split? It's something that's debated about quite a lot. I think the general opinion is they shouldn't do, but I'm going to look at reasons why maybe they should, look at the reasons everybody seems to think that they shouldn't, and then yeah, I'll give my thoughts at the end. Now, before we get into the episode properly, there is just a tiny bit of admin because it's the first proper episode of the show. I'll try and not do this in future, but if you stay listening to the podcast or you've heard me on other podcasts in the past, then you'll know that I do quite like going off on a tangent. But if you do want to get involved, you know, if you want to make a guest appearance on the show, I'd love to bring other people in. Or even if you'd just like to have your opinions referenced, or if you'd like to suggest something that we discuss on the podcast, Make sure you follow us on Twitter at I Hate the IWC, or you can follow my personal Twitter at the Zach Roberts. They'll both be in the description of wherever you listen to this podcast. And give the podcast a follow. It's the best way to sort of keep up to date. I'm not necessarily going to be sticking to like a certain schedule, like, oh, we'll upload every single Friday at five o'clock uh, at first. I'd like to do that eventually. But I'm a uni student, so, you know, my schedule's a little bit all over the place. For now, basically, I'm going to upload whenever something massive happens in, like, modern wrestling that I just feel like needs talking about, or whenever I get a spare five minutes, I'll, you know, jump on, I say five, the episodes will be obviously longer than that, but whenever I get a spare few minutes, I'll talk about something, you know, maybe that I just think is interesting to talk about. I'd quite like to talk about Clash at the Castle coming up, because it's going to be my first ever WWE pay-per-view I'm going to live but also I've got a list of a few older things I'd quite like to talk about um you know things like I'd love to do a discussion one day about the Attitude Era and compare it to modern day wrestling that sort of stuff so episodes are going to be quite spontaneous I'm going to try and do at least one a week but as I said just make sure you're following the podcast on all different platforms and following the Twitter accounts it's going to be the best way at least in the early days before we have a set routine to know when episodes are going to go out so for now Please do make sure you're being interactive. Uh, it will make the show grow. It'll make us better. It'll be more exciting for everybody. But let's talk about an AEW brand split. So as I said, I am going to be talking about both pros of a brand split and negatives before I give my own opinion. So if I start off talking and you're like, oh, I don't agree on that. That's not good. No, there's so many more reasons why they shouldn't do it. 
don't worry, I'm going to talk about the positives first, but I will then talk about reasons why they shouldn't. Uh, I am going to start with the positives, mainly because it's the first podcast, so why not start off on a good note? But, you know, we'll mix it up a few times, we won't always do this. And I have actually got, for this one, three reasons why I think they should do a brand split, and three reasons why I think they shouldn't. In the future, I'm sure we'll talk about things that are a little bit more split, where I'm like 90% sure they should do it, or, you know, I know for a fact they shouldn't do it, that sort of thing. But I think I've picked something where, you know, a brand split is something that's been a staple in wrestling for a long time. We know there are pros, we know there are cons, so we can have a little bit of a debate about it. So let's start off with the first pro, and I think this is a massive one for AEW. This is an opportunity to give more exposure to your incredibly vast roster. So this has been used as something to sort of criticise AEW by the WWE stands. I'm doing massive quotation marks there because, you know, as I said, the, the, the name of this podcast is I Hate the IWC. I hate the idea that you have to be the Team WWE or Team AEW. It's not a team sport. Just enjoy what you want to enjoy and don't watch what you don't want to watch. But... That's a rant for a whole, you know, that's going to come up a whole load in this podcast, hence the name. But, you know, it's a rant for a whole nother podcast completely that. But anyway, you know, the, the people who are anti-AEW will always say, you know, AEW, they snap up so much ex-WWE talent and, you know, they don't really know what to do. You get, you know, situations where you have someone like Andrade who hasn't really done a lot or you get someone like Adam Cole who has done some good stuff in AEW but probably hasn't hit the heights that he hit in NXT. He doesn't feel like as much of a star. And I guess that's the main thing about the brand split. Obviously, I don't really count Dark or Dark Elevation as proper shows on AEW. They're there if you are a super fan who just can't get enough wrestling and wants to watch everything and wants to know everything about everyone on the roster. But really, nobody cares. Like, nobody. I've never watched a full episode of Dark or Dark Elevation. And Rampage is kind of going the same way. Rampage is better, stuff does happen, you do get title matches, you do get the big stars appearing, but nothing mega ever happens, and it's only an hour, and it's on at a rubbish time, especially here in the UK, it starts at 3 in the morning, so again, I don't think I've watched a full episode of Rampage, or stayed up to watch it live since probably CM Punk's debut, so you know, it's one of those, it was probably always destined to never be a big deal, but it means that Dynamite is kind of the only show that matters if you're on dynamite you're a big deal in AEW if you're on anything else it's sort of you're just you're just there you're making up numbers you're filling time you you know you're making your money and all that but no one's really paying attention which means you only have two hours of tv to use all of this talent that AEW have got on their roster that's I mean I guess the first reason I'm going to talk a little bit as my next point on so you know what show do you make as the second show Uh, Do you make it Rampage? Do you make it Ring of Honor? Do you bring in a new show? It doesn't really matter, but it is a chance to have a second show. You know, make it two hours like Dynamite and make it as big a deal and you can separate your roster. You know, for example, um, as I said, Adam Cole. Adam Cole should be the lead guy on a roster. Adam Cole is AEW Championship material. But maybe not when you've got the likes of John Moxley, Kenny Omega, CM Punk... People like that right now, Brian Danielson, so many names that maybe deserve to win it first. And by the time, you know, AEW likes to do long world championship reigns, by the time you get to Adam Cole's moment, we could be years down the line. And by that point, especially with Triple H back in WWE, he might have packed it in and it might be too late. So having that second roster 
means, yeah, you can have a roster where it's Kenny Omega, CM Punk, but then you could have a roster where it's Adam Cole, Darby Allen. You could almost have it as like a developmental roster. Wardlow, MJF when he comes back, as the stars getting their moment. You know, you, you don't necessarily have to have two brands completely equal in a brand split. You can have one A show and one B show, but just make it less of a difference from now. You know, right now, Dynamite is the A show, Rampage sort of feels like the E show, and then Dark and Dark Elevation of the Y and Z show. They are absolutely nothing. You know, so it gives you the chance to expose more wrestlers, more TV time on what feels like a bigger platform. So that's my first pro for a brand split. My second one, I sort of referenced it there, is the chance to save either Rampage or potentially Ring of Honor. Now, my immediate thought if you do a brand split is you make a new show. You know, Rampage already doesn't feel like a big enough deal. You want to make the second coming of Dynamite, you know, have it on a Monday night, go up up against WWE. I maybe don't do that, but, you know, like ha- have something different. Scrap Rampage, have it on a Friday night, but try and get that better time slot, something like that. But in reality, you could use it just to either save Rampage or replace Rampage, and that would be good. Or you could use it to save Ring of Honor, and you could do AEW versus Ring of Honor, potentially, that takes quite a lot of work because you've got to convince your AEW audience to start watching essentially what is a completely new promotion to them. That is obviously Ring of Honor is a very old promotion, but like, you know, for example, I don't watch Ring of Honor and I haven't done before. I've dipped into the odd retro match, you know, in the archives here and there. You know, I've watched a few CM Punk, Samoa Joe things, all of that, but I've never been a long-term viewer of Ring of Honor. So for Tony to convince me to go and start watching it week to week, be impressive, but if you could get them their own weekly television show, you know, on cable TV, and, you know, you paralleled it with AEW, you started showing Ring of Honor clips on Dynamite, and you basically sent half your AEW roster to Ring of Honor, you could almost make it feel like the second brand in AEW, and it could elevate Ring of Honor. And, you know, you could start doing stuff similar to how, you know, WWE have Survivor Series, like AEW versus Ring of Honor. And you could almost, for that first brand split, build Ring of Honor up with all your old Ring of Honor stars, people like CM Punk, people like Samoa Joe, Adam Cole. That could be a really interesting way. And you keep all of the AEW originals or the non-Ring of Honor guys on Dynamite. They're all competing for the AEW titles. The Ring of Honor guys are competing for the Ring of Honor titles. And every now and then you do a little bit of a shake-up, but it could create then something really exciting when someone who's never wrestled for Ring of Honor before, gets transferred over to Ring of Honor. So I think that's the second point. It's a chance to save one of your shows that isn't as exciting or to make a bigger deal out of something that deserves to have a bigger stand, if that makes sense. So my third pro, and this is one that I just don't think there's any disputing. The only disputing would be they might not do it, but it gives you a better chance to focus on the women's division. I mean, the women literally get given one segment on Dynamite. That's it. They don't care about the women's division. And look, you know, even if they made a second show that was equal to Dynamite, they probably wouldn't care about the women's division then anyway. But at least it just gives more exposure because they'd give them at least a segment on the other one. Look, it is, you know, it's, it's pushing it because I know that they're obviously, it's a promotion run by men who predominantly care about the men's division. Let's Let's not lie here. But... Any exposure to women's wrestling is good. And if they felt that they had to do more with women's wrestling because they had twice the, you know, major shows to put them on, that's never a bad thing. I've not really got much more to say on that point, but 
I don't think there's any disputing. More exposure to women's wrestling is good. Okay, without further ado, I've got nothing to plug in the middle of the podcast. No advertisements or sponsorships because we're a new show. So we might as well just get straight into the cons then. I think probably the bit that everyone's been waiting for, the juicy bit, while I, you know, pull AEW apart and and just completely rip on this idea. Uh, No, I'm not going to do that. But I think there are some very obvious reasons why they shouldn't do it. The first one, and the big one really it massively then limits the excitement of their roster. So one of my favourite things about AEW since I've started watching it week to week is the idea that anybody can fight anyone, and they actually do do it. An example was Samoa Joe, obviously debuted in Ring of Honor, as in you know when he turned up and then had his first AEW match against Max Caster as a qualifier for the Owen Hart tournament, and then suddenly a week or two later was fighting Minoru Suzuki. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. A complete dream match. I don't I can't remember what everyone's thoughts were on that match. I personally loved it. I thought it was awesome. But you know, it's just that idea that like you can literally just get a dream match. I remember when Danielson showed up, and then the next week it was Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega for the AEW title, like just out of nowhere. And sometimes it's not always a good thing. Sometimes it's it's good to have a brand split because then you can work towards matches. You know, if two people can't physically interact because they're not on the same show, but you know that one day they're destined to, that's exciting. Because then when one of them gets drafted over to the other side, you're like, oh my God, we can get this match now. But I sort of love the fact that you know, like a dynamite can be coming up and you're not excited for it. And then Tony just tweets like a random match and it's like, oh damn, he's 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 not playing around here. Okay, this this is suddenly now, you know, I wasn't going to bother watching this dynamite live. I was just going to, you know, listen to a podcast reviewing it and then I'd move on. But oh my God, I've got to watch this now. Like, you know, they love just putting on spontaneous matches that are just going to absolutely bang, like Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay, that sort of thing. Like, where did that come from? You know, and that's one of my favourite things about AEW. And I think if you split the roster in half, you lose that ability. Eventually, you'll get to a point where everybody's fought everyone and there's not that sense of mystery anymore. Obviously, they've got a big roster, so you'd still have a lot of people on each show. But I just love the fact, you know, you never know when someone is going to come into contact with another person and interact with them. And it does keep that feeling of, I never want to stop watching AEW because I feel like I could miss out on something eventually. So that is, I think, a massive, massive no-no for the for doing a draft for me. It's one of AEW's best sort of qualities. I'd be interested in seeing them like trying a draft and sort of trying to narrow down the roster, but you'd lose a massive plus of the show if you do that, in my opinion. The second one, and this is, I think, a huge one. This is something that... Uh, what What's Pax Belt called again? The Mid-Atlantic Championship, is it? Um... I actually can't remember. I'm going to Google it real quick. That's really bad. Um, which, which title did he win? The All Atlantic title. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was like Mid Atlantic or something or the Atlantic title. That's really bad. That, that, that's poor for me. Um, but obviously, when AEW announced the All Atlantic title, everyone was really excited about the match because it was stacked uh, and the people who were in it. There were loads of good options to win. But everyone was like, "Oh my god, we don't need more belts. You've got so many championships, especially bringing over." ring of honor belts and that's and obviously you get things like the triple a belts turning up uh will osprey turned up with the ref pro belt you know you had your new japan belt defended at forbidden door so many different belts have appeared on AEW TV. it becomes quite confusing 
Um, so, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to bring in more belts. And that's why I suggested doing the whole Ring of Honor as your second brand, because then you've already got the titles. But say you were just to create a second AEW show or make Rampage the second show, you'd need another AEW world title. You'd need another set of tag titles. You'd probably need another set of women's titles. You know, you know, we hate the fact that WWE have so many belts, but there's a reason. You know, when Roman Reigns isn't our show, it feels minor. So if you're going to do a proper brand split and have one champion on one show, it means the other show that doesn't have a world title is always going to feel minor. Now, there are ways around the other belts. For example, the women's and, and the tags. You could always do one show gets the tag division, one show gets the women's division, and then that way you get more exposure to each on each different show. That's that's a way of doing it, I suppose. But the world title that, you know, and obviously then like you have the All-Atlantic title on one and the TNT belt on the other, so you split your mid-belts and all that. Or you could always do women's world title on one, um, TBS title on the other, and like elevate the TBS title to closer to world title status. There are ways you can do it, but nothing really changes the fact you'd have to have a second world champion. And I'm not sure AEW needs that. It's been fine now that we've had Moxley the interim champion and we're going to get interim Moxley versus champion CM Punk. That's going to be awesome. But that's probably what they should stick to. You know, you can do your, you know, if your champion gets injured for a long time and you really don't want to take the belt off them and you want to do the interim champion, then, then that's fine. I know a lot of people are against it, but I kind of like the fact that it's not really done in wrestling and it feels a little bit more like what proper sports do, like the UFC. So I've kind of enjoyed having it. Um, but yeah, you probably don't need two world champions. So I think that's a massive one for me that would be you know, why I'm against the brand split. And then my final point, and this is another big one, and this is, and look, over the course of the podcast, I'm going to talk a lot. I plan on doing a massive video. I've done a video about it before on a YouTube channel, but I want to do a podcast talking about how I nearly got turned away from WWE and, and how sort of AEW, I guess, pulled me back in. And I don't I don't want to sort of come out. People are going to take that and go, oh, you're an AEW fanboy and stuff. I'm not. I actually really enjoy both products, you know, for different reasons, but there's a certain argument that at a time towards sort of 2020 WWE was turning me off the product around the Fiend Goldberg time and AEW came in with Revolution and just about stopped me from stopping watching wrestling you know that, that's just a thing that's not me trying to be biased that's me telling the truth and I really want to talk about that but one of the main reasons I think other people got turned off from WWE was burnout there was too much wrestling there was too much that you were expected to keep up with. You know, there was a time when during that first brand split in 2016, each brand had separate pay-per-views. You had to watch pay-per-views every month that were three, four hours, three hours a Raw, two hours a SmackDown. NXT was, what, an hour? Did it go to two hours? I can't. I think it was an hour at that point. Yeah, NXT UK, you, you had, um, what's it, 205 Live all this stuff then you had like the documentaries that were coming out you had nxt takeovers so much wrestling to watch and yeah you didn't have to watch all of it but you felt like you weren't getting the full experience you felt like you'd miss bits if you don't because it is essentially a soap you know it's an ongoing tv show that's going for years and years and years if you don't watch it you do miss little bits and there is the danger that AEW gets to that point now, whatever you want to say about Dark or Dark Elevation, a good thing about it is they've never really pretended that you have to watch it. It is just there. It's there so that, you know, they want to do their whole statistics. Oh, so-and-so has 
10 wins and 15 losses this year in AEW. Well, you couldn't really get those statistics looking legit if you didn't have other shows going on to bulk them up. You know, if they just wrestled on Dynamite, you know, people don't have that many matches on Dynamite, especially some of your lower wrestlers. So it makes sense. It's there, but they've never forced you to watch it. Rampage is a bit different. You are supposed to watch Rampage and most people don't. But in general, you know, there isn't too much AEW to watch. You need to watch Dynamite. You probably should watch Dynamite. Uh, sorry, you probably should watch Rampage. You need to watch the pay-per-views. Adding in a whole nother show is another two hours. Or making Ring of Honor something weekly you have to watch is another, you know, multiple hours if they made it a weekly show. On top of WWE, you know, which most people will watch as well. And then on top of the fact that AEW is now collaborating with the rest of wrestling. So if you really want to know what's going on in AEW, you need to be up to date with what's happening in New Japan. You need to know, you know, know or have a decent idea of the people on the indies. You're going to spend your whole life watching wrestling. And you sort of already are if you want to be an expert. But do we really need another show to watch? And that's the big one for me. I think overall, I sort of knew what my opinion was going to be. But I think this is a good time to just say it. Like from speaking it out loud. And sometimes this is good to do. And a big reason why I want to start this podcast. I have thoughts that in my head start brewing. but And I remember when I first started hearing people talk about the brand split. I quite like the sound of it. But now that I've actually come out and spoken it, yeah, I, I, I really don't think you do need a brand split. I really don't think you do. I think it just becomes too much, too many titles, too much wrestling, but you lose that freedom, that sense of anybody can fight anyone. So I'm glad that I've done this episode. I thought this was quite a nice one to start because it's not something that people are going to sort of lose their minds over. It's not something that's like a a massive deal yet there's nothing set in stone about doing you know a brand split it might happen one day but i thought it was a nice way to sort of ease in i kind of want to start with AEW because wwe is obviously the big one and, and let's be honest wwe is the one where it's going to get clicks people are probably going to you know you know they get they have double the audience at the moment so i am definitely going to dive into wwe and i'm going to make sure my next podcast unless something massive happens in AEW that i have to talk about is about WWE because I want to make sure it's a split. I don't just want to talk about one promotion. But I want to start with this. I thought it was quite a light one and it gives a chance for people to give their opinions on it. But I think I've got a good idea of where people seem to, you know, seem to go, what they seem to think on it. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. As I said, make sure you follow the socials and let me know what you'd like to hear about in future. And, you know, give me some feedback on this episode if you enjoyed it, stuff you think maybe could be better or be changed do you agree with my opinion or not as i said it's not really about my opinion it's just about you know helping everybody to come to conclusions about these things that the tribal uh, iwc just cannot seem to come to an agreement on without further ado thank you very much for listening and i will see you for the next episode goodbye <laughs>